G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Tuesday, we take the opportunity to check in on those breaking news headlines coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again. Ron's back with us. Hi, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, who has made a a secret visit to Saudi Arabia on Sunday. Yeah, the mysteries of the Middle East. In the first visit of its kind, Prime Minister Netanyahu travelled to Saudi Arabia on Sunday where he met with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Netanyahu was on the ground in Nun, a Red Sea city, for five hours for the first known high-level meeting between an Israeli and Saudi leader. He was accompanied by Mossad intelligence chief Yossi Cohen. Pompeo, earlier on Monday, said he had held a constructive meeting with Saudi Arabia's crown prince the night before as he wrapped up a seven-nation tour that included stops at Israel and the Gulf nations. He made no mention of the reported presence of the Israeli leader. Senior Hamas official... Sam Abu Zuri demanded an explanation from Saudi Arabia, calling the alleged visit an insult to the nation and an invitation to attack Palestinian rights. The Cannes Public Broadcaster reported that the talks focused on Iran and the incoming U.S. Biden administration. Ron, the Palestinian Authority wants the US President-elect Joe Biden to reverse the Trump anti-Palestinian decisions. What's the story here? Yeah, officials told the Jerusalem Post that the Palestinian Authority has prepared a list of demands that will be presented to Biden after he's sworn in on January 20. The list includes a request to reopen the PLO diplomatic mission in Washington rescinding Trump's decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital, refusing financial aid to the Palestinian Authority and the UN Relief and Work Agency, and reopening the U.S. consulate in East Jerusalem. In addition, the official said the Palestinians will also demand the Biden administration cancel the recent decision that allows U.S. citizens born in Jerusalem to list Israel as their place of birth as well as U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's announcement allowing for settlement products to be labelled as made in Israel. We have already contacted Biden's people to inform them of our demands, a Palestinian official said, and we had a positive dialogue with senior officials who are close to Joe Biden. On a personal note here, Ron, when it comes to a change of president, uh, should that all happen the way uh, we'll assume it will, uh, so far as Joe Biden taking the presidency, things are going to change quite dramatically the way the relationship has gone over this past four years. Well, I think some of the good developments we've seen out of the Arab world may well be lost. Uh, The extreme uh, difference between the two political sides in the US, the left and the right, 
is so extreme uh, that it could be a topsy-turvy time for the Joe Biden administration. Ron, let's come back to the headlines. Israel celebrating with accused Israeli spy Jonathan Pollard. What's this headline about? Yeah, Netanyahu on Saturday night welcomed the news that Jonathan Pollard, a former US intelligence analyst who served three decades in prison for espionage on behalf of Israel, was no longer restricted by his parole, enabling him to immigrate to the Jewish state. For many years, Netanyahu has been committed to, to constantly work towards securing Pollard's release, the Prime Minister's office said in a statement. Pollard's conditions under the Parole Commission since being released in 2015 included remaining in New York City for at least five years unless granted permission to travel outside, having his computer use monitored by the US government and wearing a wrist monitor. In 2017, a US Federal Circuit Court denied a request to ease Pollard's parole restrictions. With his newfound freedom, Pollard will now be able to achieve his lifelong dream of moving to Israel, where he has citizenship. His wife, Esther, has been fighting an aggressive form of cancer. Let's turn our focus to Saudi Arabia. In a first, Saudi Arabia is hosting the G20 summit, Ron. Yeah, with an agenda of restoring growth and safeguarding against the COVID-19 pandemic, Saudi Arabia is hosting for the first time the G20 Leaders Summit, although online rather than in Riyadh. King Salman will chair the annual gathering, calling to tackle issues and challenges that have had an impact on sustainable development, including structural inequalities and debt repayments at a time when resources are needed to tackle the pandemic and protect sustainable development. Mohammed Al-Saban, a Saudi diplomat and economist and former senior advisor to the Saudi Petroleum Ministry, said the G20 summit was especially important for the kingdom, the region and the entire world. The summit will focus on protecting lives and restoring economic growth, adding that wealthy countries had allocated huge sums towards providing basic medical services and helping poor countries face the health crisis. Ron, Christmas is closing in fast. Give us some insights here into what's going on in Israel and You might like to offer your own perspectives as well too, but Christmas in Bethlehem, a little bit different this year, facing severe restrictions due to the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, due to an increase in Bethlehem's coronavirus cases, the head of the city's health director, Dr Shadi Al-Laham, called for a cancellation of Christmas celebrations. Christmas celebrations in the biblical town, known as Jesus' birthplace, are generally attended by thousands of people the globe. However, this year the Palestinian Health Ministry suggests limiting the manger square lighting ceremony to just 50 people, shutting down the trees, lights and the restaurants in the area by 9pm throughout the holiday season. In addition, the ministry recommends limiting attendance at religious services on Christmas Eve. This would bring another blow to Bethlehem's economy, which relies heavily on tourism during the Christmas season. And it's already been very severely impacted by the coronavirus crisis. 
Ron, have you ever done Christmas in Bethlehem? Uh, I imagine that it's probably quite a special event. Uh, any uh, any recollections there? Well, it's an, an amazing experience, and uh, my memory, of course, is with many, many thousands of people, and uh, the great joy of Christmas time, where it's a tremendous wisp, uh, witness to the entire region, uh, and uh, very fulfilling from a personal point of view. So uh, many, many people will feel uh, left out this year, but uh, who knows, Jesus turns up everywhere. Uh, That's right, and no doubt Christmas celebrations around the world are going to be upset by coronavirus, and there might be a few shocks uh, in that as well. Ron Ross, always appreciate you scouring the headlines, bringing us breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.